You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast. All right, Joe, I know we're recording this while the Major League Baseball draft is happening, but obviously with the O's with the first pick, that's going to stick out to you. Uh, a Hokie getting picked uh, looks like eighth. I think it was ninth. Or no, ninth. Excuse me. Ninth to the Royals, Gavin Cross. That sticks out to me, uh, and that's the highest Hokie that's ever gone. And then uh, Chase uh, DeLauder from JMU, their highest draft pick ever produced from JMU. And obviously we talked a a bunch about him back in the spring and before Mm -hmm. that. Um, Those are the names that stick out so far in this draft. But what do you think of that O's first pick? Uh, Yeah, I like it okay. Uh, It was Jackson Holiday, Matt Holiday's son. Uh, so former MLB player, Matt Holiday, uh, Andrew yeah. Jones, also former MLB player, had his son drafted second overall by the Diamondbacks, which was kind of cool to see former MLB players drafted one, two. Yeah, there's um, a lot of those in the league now. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like the MLB draft is maybe the draft I care about the least, um, even less so than sure. the NBA or NFL, just because you're not going to know until two to three years whether this was a good pick or not and even then you won't really know until probably four or five years because it's going to take a few years of them actually being in the majors to figure that out so um but that being said like i'm fine i trust mike elias to know what he's doing i think uh the jackson holiday has a lot of high praise from scouts and mlb analysts Uh, i think uh one of the analysts said uh, Jackson Holiday is going to be the next Bobby Witt Jr., which is the newest hot sensation in Kansas City at shortstop. Um, we'll see. I mean, you know, my brother and I were talking about this, and he kind of reads into, well, we've got Gunnar Henderson, and he's getting ready to get called up, and why are we drafting another shortstop? And I'm like, look, either this guy will be better than Gunnar Henderson and will trade or move Gunnar Henderson, or he won't be and will move or trade this guy for something that we need. That's kind of the MLB way you draft the best player available when it's your pick positions be damned um just because the mlb draft more than other drafts is a total crap shoot and you just need to pick up as much as you can in terms of just talent i i will say i mean when you see the picture of this kid and i i say kid uh he looks young so you definitely imagine the long game here i mean he's uh, you know, a graduating high school senior. He was born in 2003. Um, you know, he he's young, so you have time with this kid. And uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with your your logic there. Um, you know, the family connection also, like you 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 think you're getting some some you know purebred baseball player, you know, yeah. and and so I I, I don't know. I, I like I agree with you. I see the Pirates at four. Uh, drafting a high schooler too, and I, I, I've never even once in my life questioned who the Pirates draft in the Major League Baseball draft. I just accept it and know that if they're really good, they'll be a Yankee someday. So that's just my processes. Uh, but I was happy about like the teams that we care about, Virginia Tech and JMU, producing some mm-hmm. Major League talent this year. I mean, that's not something that happens often this high in the draft. Um, it's never happened for either of those schools. Both schools setting the the new high point for guys getting drafted and. You know, Gavin Cross coming off all the success that they had this season and, and watching him late. And, and in all honesty, I watched more of them in June than I watched them during the season. You know, it's exciting to see that. But, you know, hearing about DeLauder all season um, and then him getting injured and being disappointed about that, I, I'm really excited that JMU, you know, sets that peg on the board and gets, you know, 
a first rounder up there in the top half. And that's, that's really something to build off of and something they'll point to for years to come. Yeah. He's going to Cleveland. So the guardians are the team that picks him and then Gavin cross yeah, by yeah. the Royals. Um, so let's see. And here's the other thing, right? Like when these picks are made, um, it's not all that uncommon to see these guys get moved. So it'll be interesting right. to see if these guys end up making it up or not. Um, and, you know, the other thing here is, you know, looking into uh, the conversation I had with my brother and uh, I've had with others, you know, King Griffey Jr., when he went into the Hall of Fame, was the first number one overall pick to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So when you think about it, like, does it make a lot of sense for me to stress out about who the Orioles are going to pick? No. What was Adley? Adley was the number one overall pick. Well, he's the next, right? <laughs> yeah, I, we hope, right? Yeah, that'd be nice. If Adley makes the Hall of Fame, he's number two. And um, According to Orioles Twitter, he's, he's already on it. I tell you what, man, that up. guy, I will say, <laughs> I am... Uh, or they're going to write a Bible about this guy. I'm <laughs> loving it. It is kind of funny, just because he was off to such a slow start. I forget how bad he was there, like, the first few weeks of the season. Because he's on fire right now, and his average is up to like at the plate. But he's the pitching staff's been. So oh much yes, yes, at the plate. I'm like, talking about at the plate. Yeah. Yes, defensively, yeah. he's been fantastic since day one. But he's he's starting to get it at the plate, and there's probably going to be a little another adjustment, right? Like pitchers will start to adjust eventually. Right. But as good as he's been uh, the last month and a half, he's you know hitting two ten, two twelve. So like. I do have to, like, when I'm, he's on my fantasy team, and when I look at the season stats, I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, we might write a Bible about him. I mean, he is the one that was prophesized and <laughs> the one that was, you know, the one that was supposed to come, and he's here, and hopefully we get a World Series out of it. How about closer to home baseball? How's the, the Braves, man? I, I saw that they've been winning a couple of games. We talked after a couple of their games. Yeah. And- they're in the mix going into the last week of the season. That's about that's about all you can ask for from a season that, in our season preview, there wasn't a lot of high hopes thrown around about what the Stanton Braves were going to do. I mean, there may be hopes, but high uh, projections. So, uh, hey, they, they're within spitting distance of a playoff spot. That's about all you can ask for as a Braves fan with, with what, what they were looking like. Yes. Uh, I will say they have kind of really turned it on here the past – uh, week, two weeks. Um, they're within half a game of Covington for that last playoff spot. They have three games against Covington remaining. Uh, Stanton has won seven of their last ten, three straight. And so that's what I—that's what I like the most—is that like if they if they win, beat Covington this last week, they're going to be in. Like yeah. they've played it, they've narrowed it down to where they—it's just them and somebody that they got to worry about. Like I, I like that. I like it simple. Right. Um, they're playing Waynesboro on Monday. That is the half game that kind of is the difference between Covington and Stanton right now. That's that that accounts for that half game. So, depending on how that goes, Stanton will either be a game or uh, tied with Covington, and then they will, uh, like I said, play three times. So it's going to come down to that really. If if they win two of those three, they'll probably be fine. If they lose two of those three, they probably won't be fine. Um, yeah. but and, I mean, they have other games they have to, to care about, but so does Covington. They have other games too. So sure. Yep. And probably one more game than the Braves. Uh, 
I would think, unless they're just wiping a game off the schedule. I don't know. Oh, yes. No, you're right. Um, yeah, and, th- and their games are, uh, as we look, they've got, it looks like uh, an odd doubleheader on the 20th. <laughs> I'm looking at their schedule. It says it's at Rebels Park, but it's against the River Bandits and the Turks. Where they're meeting in the middle. Yeah, um, just so they can play two, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I think I wonder if they're sacrificing home games for that. I don't know. It's it's possible. They've got so their Monday game, uh, or excuse me, they don't have a Monday game. Their Tuesday game is Stanton. Ooh. Then it's Woodstock, Harrisonburg. Yeah, it's two and seven thirty on Wednesday. That's going to be a big day for them. And then they will play Stanton again on Thursday. Friday they go to Waynesboro. And then Saturday is Charlottesville. Sunday, the season finale, Stanton. So it's... That's all division, right? Yeah. Except for Woodstock. Yep. That Um, early game, yeah. So it is possible that they... And I like that it's against Woodstock. I mean, that's that's nice. Well, you're not going to like it's against Woodstock, actually, because Woodstock has been not great. Um, Woodstock uh, finally won a game, but they had lost something crazy like six games in a row before that. So they've only won five of their last ten. Um, they have definitely struggled. They must have had a nice lead over there. I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have struggled recently, and they are – because no one behind them. Everybody's five and five and four and six. And right. Last, Everyone up in the so. north is kind of beating each other right now. Uh, Front Royal has lost six straight. That's the team that Stanton swept on Saturday in the doubleheader, and that team is just um, – we'll just say not very good. Uh, they don't have a and pitcher. They, they got the bad luck too. They were hosting the All Star game and it got rained out today. On right. Sunday. Yep. Um, they have. They don't have a pitcher with an ERA under three. Uh, they had two guys hitting over three hundred. Now those two guys are excellent baseball players, but unfortunately there's kind of a gulf after that. And um, Saint was able to take advantage of that. They even run ruled them in the second game. So Braves are playing their best baseball at the right time, and they just have to hope the games against Harrisonburg, Waynesboro. Uh, and Charlottesville, they don't lose all of them, and then they can and find Harrison- a way to beat. Yeah, I said Harrisonburg, Waynesboro, and Charlottesville, and yeah. then. But Harrisonburg's nine and one in their last ten. Charlottesville's right. seven and three in the last like Stanton. So they just have not, to not lose all of those, team. and then yeah. they need to win two or three against Covington, probably. I just say sweep Covington, take care of business, get in there, and then probably get beat by Harrisonburg. <laughs> Yeah, Harrisonburg or Waynesboro. I wouldn't want to see either one of those teams. But Hey, those games at Waynesboro we like. That's true. They haven't lost at Waynesboro this year. So what else have you been watching in sports this past week? I I feel like I haven't watched any sports this week. I've cut some baseball on, but, yeah. you know, leading in the all-star break, I just haven't – I guess I haven't been focused about it um, just because I've been looking, you know, forward to the all-star – weekend which i know you're not into i mean we can we can talk about that i mean i think we talk about it every year but like for a guy that loves baseball as much as you do you're you hate the all-star game you hate the home run derby so it's it's not a not as good a weekend for you i always like it I, but i think that's the kid in me like i think i i like watching all those players in the field at one time i like the home run derby i thought i would hate the new rules that they've had now for what three years four years now maybe more and it, it works i like i like it it kind of gave it some some livelihood in it so i don't know i enjoy the monday tuesday of all-star weekend 
Yeah, for me, it's just um, the home run derby takes too long. That's my problem with the home run derby. Uh, and then with the All Star game itself, I just I don't I'm not convinced that the best players are playing in this All Star game. For the most part, maybe yes, they are, but the ones that make the team that don't belong there, or and it, and that's a lot to do with fan voting. And, and I just it comes back to I don't want fans voting for anything. I don't want fans voting, period. There's a lot of people who vote in that that shouldn't be allowed to vote for anything in their life. Um, because <laughs> when I see their all-star votes, I'm like, well, obviously you're not very intelligent. So, Sir, please stop watching American Idol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just... It's fine. Um, I like it. I, I don't know. I just, I've always liked it. I, I usually turn it on and I watch a few innings, but it's not like something where I'm like, if I can't watch it, it's I'm going to be upset. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've I mean, there's plenty of times I've I've got into it halfway through the game or something. It's never like cancel everything and watch it plans, but it, it's usually on the list. And, and Fox that, also does older, those. Fox just I'm not in for the like interview during the game, which see, they ESPN's always do doing that now, man. You've yeah, been, I'm, I'm not, not in for it. I know Peacock did it. Peacock did it, too, when the O's were playing on Sunday. Do not like it. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not here for that. They do that a lot during the All-Star game. I don't mind game. it during the All-Star game. I'm not going to knock it during the All-Star game. Well, uh, interview the guys in the dugout. Don't interview the guys in the field. Let them play. Yeah. I, I hate it during real games. I really do. Um, the Yankees have kind of dropped off their pace, which I've appreciated. They had a good weekend here against Boston, but up till then, they've been dropping a lot, some to your Orioles. And that's who you guys got right after the All-Star break. I think you guys start back up with the Yankees, right? Yeah. So you got to keep it up. You guys got to. Well, yeah. Um, we lost two or three against the Rays, but that's okay. I mean, the Rays are a really good baseball team. Um, we're 500 at the all-star break. I did not think we would be saying that. So I'll take it. Um, and the Orioles have been exciting. Um, we got the win streak up to 11. I think it was before it got snapped. Um, and this is just an incredibly... I mean, there's no Seattle Mariners, but it was good. Right. It's just an incredibly fun, young team to watch play baseball. Um, you've got guys... There are guys on that team that I know are not going to be there probably next year. And that's fine. Um, but the other fun thing that is now going to... And I think this Yankee series might decide it um, coming up is are the Orioles going to sell at the deadline or not? There's been a lot of chatter about that since the Orioles got within two and a half games of a wild card spot going into that race series. That chatter is kind of picked up as well on, well, do they buy, do they sell, or do they just stand pat? Um, I was of the belief that if you get... And I think the the stance right now is if you get something for Trey Mancini that blows you away, you trade him. That's going to be a big blow to the fan base. They love Trey Mancini. I love Trey Mancini. But I also understand the business side of it. We're not bringing Trey Mancini back. That's just not going to happen. Trey Mancini's going to opt out and want more money, and the Orioles are not going to want to pay him that. So um, that's just business. Santander is the other one that you just don't know what the Orioles are going to do with him. Um, I have, I'm not trying to buy at the deadline. If I'm the Orioles, I am not giving up unless somebody is willing to take like, you know, we're talking like 
30th best prospect for, you know, a rental starting pitcher that can help us out, then maybe you buy. But outside of that, I'm not giving up anything of any value if I'm the Orioles because I think you just, I'd rather ride it out and see what happens. I don't think you're going to get a haul for Trey Mancini that's going to be worth the blow to the clubhouse that that's going to be trading him. So I'd almost let him stick around for this year. We're having fun this year. Let him stick around. This year's been a lot better than anyone thought. It's been a lot more fun than anyone thought. Let him be a part of that. Uh, and then, you know, next year we'll shake his hand and wish him luck wherever he goes. But I do know I do know the Mets are very interested in him. The Yankees actually have a really interesting schedule coming out of the break. They have a doubleheader on Thursday. I think – I don't know if anybody else is playing on Thursday. Um, they have a doubleheader against the Astros, which have been interesting games all year when they faced each other. And then go into your Orioles series in Baltimore, and Baltimore have been so hot. And then they got two against the Mets the next week. So that's, that's kind of an interesting schedule for the Yankees coming out of this all-star break. And uh, hopefully they can lose every single one of them. That'll be good. It will be good. Um, the other team in the area, though, Juan Soto uh, turned down a 400, what was it, 440? I think $440 million deal uh, from the Nationals. Which, when I see that, I'm like, oh my gosh, what does he think he is going to get on the open market? But um, then you look at the number of years involved, and then you do the math, and you're like, oh, that's actually not that good. Um, I think it was like 15 years or something for $440 million. Years. So <sighs> when you do the math, though, like I can kind of understand why Juan Soto said no. He's going to get more per year if he says no. Um, so if I'm Juan Soto, <sighs> probably hoping the Nats trade him. The Nats are between a rock and a hard place right now. They don't want to get nothing for him, but their asking price is really high. One anonymous GM was quoted as saying they want a Herschel Walker kind of deal where they're just going to get somebody's farm system. And I don't know if teams are willing to give that up for a guy that they don't know they can re-sign. So I think the Nats are going to have to drop that asking price quite a bit to get rid of him. And then yeah, the question it's early. Is where he's he got go? two. He's got a whole. He's got this season and all of next season. Like, there's plenty of guys that leave that half year before, and you can still get some value out of them. And this is this is kind of the beginning of the idea of him leaving. So it's that's the starting point. It'll drop. Um, Seattle's what surprised me this week. I, that's kind of I was burying the lead. I know I slipped it in there, but then went in 14 straight. I, I guess I was focused on the Orioles rolling. And uh, Seattle's kind of taken off there. They're above 500. Yeah. Nine games above 500. I mean, that's that's a Seattle team that I was kind of mentioning in the preseason. I can't remember where I picked them or anything like that. I'm not saying I'm right. But I remember talking about Seattle in the preseason, like wondering, could this be a year that they can put some stuff together? There's a lot of, you know, talk about them. And they, they didn't start off good, but they've been really playing well, especially this last, you know, couple of weeks. They have. They've played a lot better. Um, they've gotten very good starting pitching this season. Um, mm -hmm. And that's been one of the big factors for them is they've finally gotten another starting pitcher there that, you know, is kind of picking up where you remember great performances from Felix Hernandez kind of performances. Uh, George Kirby is the one that leaps out. Um, he's expected, I think he was sent down, actually, 
Um, but that was more of a roster move kind of deal because um, they weren't going to pitch him again before the All-Star break. He's supposed to come right back up. Um, but he has been phenomenal for their pitching staff. And if the Mariners can keep it rolling, that's a great story because it would end the longest postseason drought in North American professional sports. But, again, it just kind of, even now as they're rolling, I'm kind of kind of like with the Orioles. I'm like, this is fun, but probably not going to happen. Well, last week you were talking about them – they should reorganize baseball. And I wasn't, I, I couldn't comprehend what that would look like. I had too many questions just right off the bat from what you were saying. Um, things I, you know, said that they would have to make sure they still have. So you've put together a little look at what this could look like. Yes. And um, I mean, I have issues with it. Okay, well, let's so go over it. You're, you're focused on the regional matchups. You know, take AL and NL out of the mix yep. and just regionalize it. You know, you're taking a regional sport and trying to regionalize it even more. And let's talk about it. So in the East Division 1, you have Yankees, Mets, Red Sox. East Division 2, you have O's, Nats, uh, Phillies, Pirates. Who did I say? I'm sorry. You said Yankees, Yankees Mets, Red Sox, but you did not say the Phillies. And the Phillies, sorry. And that's that's a I-95 division. And then the, the East Division two, the O's, the Nats, the Pirates, and the Cleveland Guardians. Let's, I, I don't want to say them all at once and have everybody confused about what we're talking about. So let's stop right there. So Yankees-Mets being in the same division, obviously in the same town, that's going to follow through your whole layout here. You have the Red Sox in that same division, and then the Phillies, that fourth team thrown in. I'm not saying that's crazy i get the regionalized act regionalization from that but i i don't know man i feel like you're not i don't think mlb will i don't know man i just don't think they'll do that well here's braves, here's why you're I think wrong braves and the mets are like one of the like a decent rivalry within that nl east division and i don't think they're gonna be quick to give that up Here's I why think I think you're wrong, Leland, because they're going to have to, when they get to 32 teams, they're going to have to change the divisions. Okay. That is a given. That is something that's going to happen. And I think at that point, Major League Baseball is going to get rid of the ALNL because one of the only reasons to keep the ALNL was the different DH rules. And that's a thing of the past. And so I think Major League Baseball, a sport that is constantly complaining about costs and the owners are struggling for money, and it's just yeah, expensive they're fans. They're having trouble getting fans to games, blah, blah, blah. How can we get more fans to games? We could change these divisions and make the teams closer. That way road fans can go to games. In addition to the home fans, we can sell out more games or get closer to it at least and build on regional rivalries, have a more balanced schedule. Um, so this is keeping like the division. Regionalized the sports become. I think, they're looking for ways to unregionalize the sport. Well, the reason the sport is regionalized, Leland, is because of the problem they have of no salary cap. That doesn't change. I mean, if they want to change East that, Division that's what they have three. to do. They have to institute a salary cap. That's if they want to change that. My issue with this is where I, I had an issue with the East Division, like the Mets going up there, not playing the Braves near as much anymore. 
the East Division three is the Rays, Marlins, Braves, and, the, and an expansion Nashville Hogs is what you have as. Um, I uh, I think they're calling it like Nashville Stars is like the default what they think that mascot will be like oh, based on. Okay, uh, apparently I'm just maybe talking, you know, I'm, I'm, I just went with Hogs because of their barbecue. Yeah, sure. Um, so. I just, I mean, the Braves probably look at that division. And it's like, yeah, let's play another Florida team and an expansion team. Sounds good. <laughs> like, let's let's do this. Let's stop playing these Mets and Phillies that keep dumping money into their teams and play these Florida teams. That sounds great. Um, I don't know. I just don't like it. I, I, I think in baseball, that's the easiest sport for me to stay a traditional guy, the get off my porch kind of guy. I know I try to do it in college football, but I think like, I think in baseball, like, it's regionalized already. You already have a lot of divisions where like the travel isn't grand, like the pirates and uh, you know, like the central and stuff like there's already somewhat regionalized within the ALNL that like, I don't know how much of that you're fixing, especially the only divisions that you could really call out as being like, well, there's still a lot of travel in these made up divisions are out West where you already have a bunch of like you, when Seattle is going to travel a long anyway. way to anywhere they go to. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. So just in the East, like those were the things that popped out at me. The fourth division being the Reds, Tigers, Jays, and Brewers. That was the Misfit Toys. That was the Misfit Toys out East. Like Toronto is. Toronto is kind of close to Michigan. It's it's pretty close to Detroit too. But where do you have them in this division now? Oh, the Jays. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's the Jays. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It seems like. You think Minnesota would be over there with? So that was the that was the one that was oh, hard to place, right? Answers, it was yeah. the Phillies or the Jays were going in Division One, and then the Phillies. I probably would have bumped the Guardians out, but the reason I put Pirates and Guardians together is Pittsburgh and Cleveland already hate each other, so you can. That's an easy rivalry to form. The O's and Nats they want to make a rivalry. That's something you can throw together. Um. <laughs> No, Major League Baseball wants to make that a rivalry. Like, and Nats fans want to make it a rivalry. They play close to each other. Like, when they play, everybody's talking about it. Like, locally. Like, um, but again, I I do think when they get to thirty two, there's going to be realignment of some kind. They're not going to make one. They have to. Yeah, and so at that point, I think they're going to make that switch. And you're talking about, you know, it's the easiest one to get off my lawn. Well, that's baseball's problem. That's why it's dying. Is because they're get off my lawn and don't want to make any changes. So I think Rob Manfred, who, even though he gets a lot of crap for making changes, and he gets a lot of crap for a lot of stuff, some of which I have also given him crap on because I don't think it's the right changes. <laughs> Going right in. <laughs> um, I don't think it's the right changes sometimes. I think this is one that would totally mix it up. You would get new teams into ballparks. It would be geographically closer. But and- right now, the only people watching your sport are the old people, and this is just going to only piss them off. Good. Like I don't think you're going to gain. Young I don't want. I don't want to make old people happy with my decision. Young people to your no company. No company is sitting here going. What are the old people going to do? That is never something know. asked in a marketing meeting. They do not care. I don't think. I don't think. I, I. I acknowledge your point. I don't think this will create younger eyeballs watching it. Like the world is getting like. Well, it's going to have to come with other stuff. This alone won't do it. I'm, I just think when they, easier easier, I think so when I they expand, playing only the team right up the road, the most times matters as much to young people. Like, I, I think, think it, they want to. I think it matters some. I, I think, think they would think, be able to go to I think more games. New schedule that you're talking that they're putting in next year, where everybody's playing everybody next year. Like, there's no right. You know. 
you're going to play everybody in Major League Baseball next year. I think that's the move to gain young people, to make sure that the talent, the young stars in this league, the stars in this league are going to play your team every single year. I think that's the move that they want to make. They want to make sure those people are coming into every town. What is it? Every two years, they're not going to, you're not going to play home and away. Everybody. Right. Year, right. No, you play but everybody, years, but you're yeah. have every star. Mm-hmm. The Padres are coming to your park at least once every other year. Right. Like that makes sense to me to get young eyeballs to like make sure the stars are going around. I just think when they expand to 32, there's going to be realignment. And when they have to do realignment, they're going to do it. They're going to look and change the ALNL setup. I agree with half your statement. There'll be by necessity, by common sense necessity, there will be some realignment. I don't think it'll be East and West. I think it'll, I still think they'll have an ALNL. If they do ALNL, then I imagine what happens is they just go to two divisions of eight. Would be my guess. Why? Why? To keep more of the rivalries that you want. Because if you go to four t- divisions of four, you're going to lose some of those. So if they're doing this based on tradition and rivalries, it used so to be a two. The Mets, Phillies, it used to and be Braves two together. divisions. Yeah, it used to be two divisions in yeah. AL and NL. So it, they would just go back to that. If everybody's playing everybody, then personally, I don't. I wouldn't care if they just had ALNL and just had sixteen teams, or ELWL and had sixteen teams, and played out. That's fine. Yeah, Nashville Hogs were my uh, what I guessed they would put. So in the West, I had Cubs, White Sox, Royals, Cardinals, the two Chicago teams and the two Missouri teams, and then this is where. Division three, we'll skip to division three because that's the other one that makes sense. It's Dodgers, Angels, Giants, A's. You get your Dodgers, Giants. You get the Bay Area and you get LA. Yep. yep. Um, and then the rest so it's weird was... weird for the Padres. Weird for the Padres. <laughs> yeah, because they're the outlier and I just... Yeah. Again, I, then I'm looking and I'm like, all right, I've got eight teams. Let's mix and match. Vegas is the other prediction that I have of would get a team. Your Rockies are in the wrong place. No. Where do you want to put them? With Seattle. That's the closest team to Seattle. Yeah. But then you're breaking up the Rangers or the Astros. So, Vegas, Vegas, I gave them the name the Outlaws because I don't think they're going to pick something gambling related. Um the Diamondbacks, Padres, and Rockies, and then in Division Four is Mariners, Twins. Uh, what if they're? What is Rangers, that Triple A team? Is like the Vegas Aces or whatever? Yeah, that's going to be too close yeah. to gambling for Major League Baseball. <laughs> the Nashville team is called the Nashville Sounds. I would love that to be the name of the MLB team to play on the music, but I don't think they're going to pick that. And again, I went with barbecue related. I don't mind the name Stars though. That's fine. Yeah, I think I that's what I've heard is just like the default what they think it'll be or like whoever's part of the ownership group that's trying to bring them in there like they've already said that publicly or something. So I just I don't know. I don't, a team. I don't like what you have, but I don't like I also am not going to sit here and be like, well, here's the fix because I, I, I just hadn't sat down in front of this long enough before this. It feels like the Rockies are in the wrong spot, but yeah, you got problems. The Rockies are located poorly. I guess bring the Rangers over, but then the Astros are sitting there. Golly. Yeah, that's my problem. 
the Astros and the Rangers exist. Um, <laughs> I wonder you start looking at like leaving the Astros. I don't know. I don't know. I was starting to mess with Cleveland and getting the Braves back to something with other division teams other than the Marlins. I don't know. I don't because know. if you go, maybe I'll let's play say with it this week and put them out. Right. I was going to say, I, and you know, just again to, for folks saying, well, they'll keep the same division. So they'll just add a fourth division in each league. Like the reason I don't think they're going to do that is let's look at the ALEs. For example, you've got the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Jays, the Yankees, and the Rays. Who do you kick out? Right. Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. Let's say they kick out the Rays. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, I'm not arguing, but let's say they kick out the Rays. It's the, it's the team furthest away from the others. So let's say they kick right. them out. So and the Rays don't want to do that because when the Yankees come to town, that's the only time they sell a bunch of tickets. Right. They're not going to vote for that. Um, <laughs> AL Central. White Sox, White Sox uh, Guardians, Tigers, Royals, Twins. Who are you kicking out? Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just and But the, here's the other thing, Leland. When you do that, then you've got a hodgepodge of crazy town for your fourth division, which is why they cannot, yeah. they cannot sustain, you, in you my opinion, the big 10 of baseball division. Yeah. That's why, in my opinion, they cannot sustain <laughs> four divisions. You got Tampa Bay playing the Nash, the, the Vegas outlaws. And <laughs> right. If they're going to do four divisions, they're going to have old, to change it, the AFC, the NFC East used to have, right. yeah. Uh, Dallas, Atlanta in it. Yeah. 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 yeah that's right. Um, <laughs> Arizona used to be in there too. Yeah. Um, Arizona, Atlanta, <laughs> No, it was Arizona, Dallas, Philly, Washington, and uh, the Giants. But Atlanta was in the West with like right. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, so they fixed it. But that's what that's my point. Like, if they're going to go to four divisions, the NFL. if they want to do four divisions, four teams each in Major League Baseball, they're going to change. They're not going to have an yeah. AL and an NL. Is my point. I don't know. I. Uh... In the, that's in the in the football when they did change it everybody thought you know the pittsburgh all that was going to change and they had built the rivalry with tennessee that they weren't going to have anymore and there was other matchups and jacksonville was a rival at the time the best division the best rivalries and stuck them back with each other and and had baltimore there like and it's worked out great and so maybe that's one of those things they adjust I still think it will be within an ALNL mold, but like maybe they, they adjust it. There's things we don't like, but then in the long run, you'll be like, oh yeah, this isn't bad. So I, I don't see a way they could do ALNL four divisions. I think they would have to change the entire structure of the league if they want four divisions yeah. in each thing. Now, if they only want, if they want four divisions total in the league, then, you know, you're doing an East and a West and ALNL could probably work. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't like the idea of East and West. I don't, I don't know. It's how the NBA the operates. Hockey, it's how the NHL way. operates. The NHL changes yeah. their divisions all the time. Yeah. And nobody really cares. So I think it would be fine. Baseball fans would gripe and moan, but they'd still go to the games and they'd get over it. I'd probably go to as many games I go to now. That's true. <laughs> I can't make it to a Brave, Stanton Braves game, much less. Atlanta. Major League Baseball game. Yeah. Well, I will try to cre- put what you just made for our listeners that just wondered what the heck we just talked about. I'll try to put, make a little quick graphic. Just, yeah, what you made. screenshot it, and then you can yeah, throw it on. Screenshot. So maybe change reference it. the odd 
Yankees. I'll I'll do it. Yankees and Cubs for some reason was in orange lettering. I guess something we did earlier had orange lettering there. Probably. We'll um, call this the Joe Deck plan. <laughs> yeah, we'll call this the Joe Deck plan. It's so. the Joe Deck plan, and if Leland has time this week, he'll he'll re- have a rebuttal, and I'll call him AL and NL and go from there. <laughs> um, what else we got this week? Um, I'm so, I'm looking forward to college football. I know we've been through schedules for high school football. I think even back when the NFL schedule came out. We talked a bit about that. I'm excited about some of this college football stuff, looking ahead at the big games coming up. I know opening weekend has quite a few with like Notre Dame and Ohio State. You got uh, Oregon and Georgia. Both those games are big. Um, West Virginia I mean, Pitt w- before Pitt, that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thursday night, open up the season. Um, there's a bunch of good games uh, coming up. And those are like the legit non conference good matchups. Then there's, I mean, there's other like interesting matchups between teams at like neutral sites and stuff. Um, so I'm excited about that, that Alabama, Texas game, the second week, that'll be fun, which uh, we have a list here. Yeah. I probably mentioned it. I, okay. I said a couple of those, Iowa, Iowa state, Nebraska, Oklahoma. I don't know. Other than Dan, I'm not sure who's too excited about that. Uh, Utah fans. getting a shot against Florida. And then you have Penn state and Auburn. Those are all in the first, like two, Utah, weeks Florida is, Utah, Florida is only interesting to me in the sense that both schools were coached by Urban Meyer. Yeah, but Utah, even though that they've come over, like it, it still seems that like they're knocking on the door for attention and them getting a shot at Florida. Yeah, I'll be interested if they win. If they don't win, it's right. not that interesting. Right. But yeah, well, I think that's college football. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But these others, like. Like, Oregon-Georgia, I think, is, like, three years too late. I don't care about Oregon anymore. I don't think Oregon is relevant. I think Georgia's going to murder Oregon. I think Georgia, man, they lost, what, like, nine or ten of their starters off that defense? So, like, everybody's down on them. But, like, I was looking at uh, Phil Steele's book, and Georgia has, like, so much playing time coming back on the defensive side of the football. Like, they were playing two – if not three deep at a lot of defensive positions last year. So like their defense, yeah, they're not returning a bunch of starters, but they're returning a ton of playing time on that defense. Like, yeah, maybe they don't give up 11 points per game, but they're still going to be given up like in the teens. So yeah. like, I don't know. I think Georgia's going to be, Georgia's going to be fine. They're reloading. Probably not repeat, but they're going to yeah. be battling. Yeah. They're reloading. They're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so which one of those games are you most excited about? West Virginia Pitt. I know, man. Backyard brawl. I hate brawl. them both. I do. And I hate, I hate them, them both. both. I don't know who no I'm rooting for. Opening Thursday even makes it even better for me because I'm like, oh, that's a great Thursday game. Like, yeah. I, I am most excited about that. I, I, I look at Notre Dame, Ohio State, and it's like, okay, that's good. interesting. We can, put, we can put Notre Dame to bed early. Like that'll be nice. Um, and if not, you know, maybe we, maybe we heard Ohio early. State. Yeah, that's like, another one. Like, either way, I'm happy with the outcome of that game. Um, Alabama and Texas is not something to get excited about uh, because no. it's just a whopping. And, and again, through these lists. Georgia, Oregon, like Georgia is going to celebrate by killing the ducks on the field. And then their fans are going to celebrate by go shooting ducks after the game. Like they're gonna, dogs will be eating them. Yeah. Like that's going to happen. 
The Cyhawk Trophy, think, Iowa State, Iowa. I mean, that's a rivalry. That's interesting. I'm glad they started yeah. that again. But Oklahoma, I, Nebraska I, is that old school rivalry that you're right. Like Oklahoma fans are probably excited. I don't know why a Nebraska fan would be excited. Right. I think on the list that we're looking at, and it's September 1st, West Virginia Pitt. I, I agree. I think I am most excited about that. I think the day that it happens, being the Thursday to open the season, has is part of it for me. Mm-hmm. But the, I think that Penn State-Auburn game is probably going to be a great game. Yeah. I think that's just like, I'll look at this list. I was like, that's that may be the best game. Like, you can't tell me which team's better. Like, okay, Ohio State-Notre Dame might be a good game, but, like, Ohio State's better. Like, I think <laughs> Ohio State's better. Yeah, I'm with you. So, but Auburn out, uh, and Penn State, I don't know which one's better. That's like – that's an Outback Bowl or something that are fun as crap to watch on New Year's Day. We're going to get that first week of the season. I also I like think it. that's a game that the winner of that game will be in the They're playoff in the discussion. The loser of that yeah. game is dead. Man, Penn State's got to do it one of these years. Penn State's like... They've been knocking on the door. Eight. Yeah. Week eight, they're always right there. It kind of reminds me of like... That's why I think they probably... Georgia. That's why I think they probably beat Auburn. Yeah. Just to get that early season hype, and then they'll get into the and Big so it's Ten. It's a Big Ten win over an SEC, and they're going to yeah. start flexing those muscles. And I, I don't and see a lot of these other SEC teams losing these first games. Then so. they're going to hit the banana yeah. peel that is Purdue, and <laughs> they're going to, they're just going <laughs> to fall apart. But, but Leland, talking about schedules, the other fun yeah. topic I wanted to get to this week. Let's say you and me, we can build the perfect Virginia Tech football schedule. Conferences be damned. What, we get 12 conferences? perfect games. Right we get to pick 12 games. Doesn't matter about the conference. We don't have to worry about any conference games. It's just 12 games. The perfect 12 games for Virginia Tech fans. The fans. All right. I'm going to throw some okay. out. You tell me what you think. And if you have any, you throw them out. Obviously, we're starting with UVA's. You know, they're on the schedule first, right? They're on the schedule, but they're in, they're in things. They're at the end. We're not starting out. No, but that's the first team that comes to mind. Right. Miami. Yes. Got to have Miami. Pitt. Despite what the ACC thinks for the future. Got to have them. Pitt. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great rivalry. I'm not arguing. West Virginia. Sure. Let's do it. We have them this year, too. Let's have it. North Carolina. I want it. We do well against them generally. Uh I, I want to maintain the dominance we've had over the schools from North Carolina. I want, yeah, let's keep it going. How many is that? That's five. Okay. You want one from me? Do you have one? South Carolina. Oh, that's interesting. That wasn't going to be on my list, but that is interesting. You get old Shane. Yeah. You know, and we play them in a couple of years. We play them in one of yeah. those uh, Georgia Dome games. Or maybe not Georgia Dome anymore. Okay, so but, that's uh, six. <laughs> Chick-fil-A early season games. Yeah. Six. Go ahead and let's get that on there. Okay, that wasn't the SEC team I was thinking. I was thinking Tennessee. We can have another. Tennessee. Oh. That's seven. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. I think that's a nice – I think that if Virginia Tech and Tennessee could play, that would turn into a nice rivalry. Yeah, we played played there in the biggest college football game that's ever existed, and we had Fuente as coach, so we didn't win. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm buying it. Now – I'm going to a team that I don't know if we've ever played. But I would be interested. We've already talked about him. Penn State. Oh, it would, it would be a marquee matchup this year with with Coach Pry, man. That would be big. No, we have. I don't think we have played. We've them. had really them on the schedule and then, you know, yes. COVID. But 
So that gets us to eight, I think. Sounds like eight. Eight. Maryland. Eh. That's the first one that you said, and my immediate thought was like, meh. I'm bringing them in because the old ACC ties, obviously. Put that in, put that in a, on, a, on a separate list for a minute. Okay. Eight for sure, maybe nine. All right. Let me look back here. Now, are we trying to win a national? Is that okay? Wait a no, minute. No, this that is this no, year? that's not what we're doing. This is just any given, like any given overall, year, this is like the perfect Virginia Tech fans would go ape schedule. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for each one of these games. Man, our fans get excited when we play Notre Dame. They do. Okay, so you Notre Dame, put we'll put there. Notre Dame as nine. That Notre- Texas AM game was big back when we played it. Okay, that would be ten. Both being like uh, polytech schools and all that, like that, and having the uh, core cadets, and they made it. Like, that was a big deal. That was a big deal when it happened. I know you were just a young pup then, but <laughs> I do remember that game though. I, do, I remember having to listen to it on the radio because we were doing the family reunion, um, which the grandmother did not really love that the guys were in the <laughs> room listening to the radio. But um, all right, that would get us to ten. By that token, Leland, LSU. Another old school opponent we used to play. I <laughs> I went to that game down at LSU. Um, I still say it was the best best day pregame tailgate involvement. It wasn't just a tailgate, it was just an environment to be a part of. Sure. Uh yeah, I would yeah, that'd be great for the fans to have that on the schedule. Okay. So I am willing that's eleven. I'm definitely willing to boot Maryland. Um, so Maryland is gone. Now, let me ask you on this next one. Do you want, because I've got a couple ideas here. I have Cincinnati. Ooh. Because they're the up and comer. It'd be a big yeah. game. Yeah. Or Florida State. Out of those two choices, it's not even a question, Florida State. Florida State. Okay. I thought you'd say Florida that. Florida State by a mile. Just because it's easy to hate Florida State. Florida State by a mile. So that's our 12. Shoot. Yeah, that's it. So let's so run it down again. Uh, it was UVA. Notice there's no Boston College on this list. Yeah, which is the team we have been playing every year already. Forever. But uh, we had UVA, North Carolina, Miami, Pitt, Florida State. Those are the teams from the ACC. Those five. Then we had West Virginia. That was six. Uh, We had Penn State. That was seven. Uh, Let's see. Hold on. (laughs) LSU, A&M. LSU and A&M was eight and nine. Notre Dame was 10. Florida State. Oh, you already said Florida State. I already said Florida State. We had Tennessee. More. Tennessee was 11. Yeah, we forgot Tennessee. Tennessee was 11. I thought we had 12. Who are we? So forgetting? now we've had a lot of fun games with Georgia oh. Tech. I think NC, oh, what do we say? Why, why weren't we type, typing this in? Yeah, that would have been smart. Um, <laughs> that's probably that's why we didn't. Podcasting. South Carolina was the South other one. Carolina 12. 
I so almost want to bump South Carolina for this one I'm about to tell you. What do you got? Ohio State. Yeah. Those were big games we split. Yeah, but like South Carolina okay, has the Shane Beamer. Same schedule every year. You're not gonna have the same schedule every year. So like some of those years, LSU and instead of LSU, you have Ohio State. You you mix it up a little bit. I think it'd be interesting to still cycle a Georgia Tech through. It'd be interesting to cycle an NC State through. I feel like those have been yeah. like nice ACC games. Like, yeah, it tells you like I I don't I don't want to have anything to do with Syracuse, even though there's no. some history in the Big East with them. I don't want anything to do with them. I don't want anything to do with Boston College. I don't care about playing Duke. Obviously, we didn't even bring up Clemson. I, no, that's one that honestly used to have a lot of. A lot of big games, too. Yeah. That was back yeah. when Clemson would Clemson. It was called Clemsoning, where they would be ranked high, and then we would beat them, and they yeah. would, or someone else would, and then they would fall apart. But I think some of those ACC teams like that, Georgia Tech, Clemson, NC State, you need to cycle those cycle through. Them. Ohio State's one that you would cycle back through. I enjoyed our games with Nebraska, but that was, you know, because my brother-in-law. Maryland would um, get cycled through. Eh, I don't care about Maryland. I think if you played them every year, you would. I don't care about Boston College. You want to cycle them through. <laughs> I didn't want to cycle Boston College through. Oh. I don't want to cycle Boston College through. I can never play Boston College again and be just fine with my life. Yeah. But there's Georgia Tech, those tech on tech games. Like, eh, it's fun. NC State, they always, you know, like, and their stadiums used to be similar looking until we expanded. Like, and I think they've expanded now too. But Wisconsin like is another one that like, we've never played. I don't think, but they've been on the schedule. They've been on the schedule and get bumped all the time. Yeah. But now, yeah, I would take those Wisconsin, Michigan's, and stuff. So we put Wisconsin on the schedule, and then when it gets bumped, we have to settle for Maryland. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like the schedule. Let's talk to Wit. Let's see if we can get yeah, them together. Let's, Virginia Tech becomes an independent <laughs> with Notre Dame. <laughs> as long as Flow Sports doesn't buy our rights. I'll be oh, okay. God. Yeah, no, we'll get on uh, Peacock with or something. That schedule, with that schedule, we ain't going to be on no Flow Sports. With, Flo, with that schedule. We'll take Peacock. Notre Dame can have NBC. We'll take Peacock. Streaming. No. Wave of the future. No. Wave of the future. Peacock. CBS is looking for somebody. We'll- That's true. We'll go to CBS. <laughs> Oh, wow. That would be awesome. We could have Brad Nestler calling our game. We said Penn State somewhere in there, too. Did we say that the second time? Yeah, we did. Good. <laughs> that would be big right now. That's, that's I'd love that, Penn State. Those Penn State, South Carolina games, it's kind of, it's more current to say those, but our fans, I think anytime our fans would get excited about those. Penn State, I mean, when I was at school there, we, we were talking about Penn State and wanting to play them. We had a one of our good friends, he was from uh, Pennsylvania, and like all of his friends were Penn State guys, and we was always to talk about that. He was like devastated when Kevin Jones committed to us. <laughs> well, and then he ended up going to Tech. You yeah, know, like he 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 adjusted his fandom right as he came in. But I do think like the first the first ones that came to mind, you know, it's West Virginia and then those ACC schools, right? Miami, UVA, Pitt. Yeah, like those are the four that come to mind first on like. NC, I hate UNC them the is kind of like right there with UNC me. is not close, UVA, but, but like, they're not they're not in that four with me. Like for me, it's okay. Virginia Tech, Miami, Pitt, uh, Virginia Tech, Miami, Pitt. 
UVA, I don't know, he's been playing UNC UVA, every year since he came in there. So, like, I feel like it's kind of West Virginia. Yeah, but West Virginia is a true rival. That's they a are. true rivalry. I miss playing for that game every year. Um, I'm glad they've started it up again. I hope when well, for right now, the conference yeah. alignments are done that they still do. I mean, all future schedules are meaningless at this moment. So Right. But that's that would nice be the perfect. Get, a, get this one out without any incident. And uh, <laughs> Right. That would be the perfect 12-game schedule. So talk like to Witt. You've got the connection. Um, yeah, yeah. Being an alumni. I'll use it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you told me I didn't matter as an alum donor? <laughs> well, I would like to flex those not mattering muscles. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else did I do this week? Oh, the Steelers in the stadium. I have never seen so much. Oh, my just, gosh. I mean, it's the end of the world in Pittsburgh. They're not going to call it Heinz Field. Like, it's not going to be the official name anymore like it is nuts how pe- people are going crazy about this thing that happens all over the usa for the last 25 years like yeah. all the stadiums get changed like they act like you know john hines built the stadium with his bare hands and we're disrespecting you know what john mr hines did no it was named after ketchup it was named after a yeah. company and now a that was my company. favorite like, this isn't comiskey field this isn't um, Jack Kit Cook, or this isn't, you know, like Shame. anything, any of these names. What Florida, the Marlins and the Dolphins played Pro in a player, um, Joe Robbie. Uh, Joe Robbie. You know, it's not like named after somebody and now we're desecrating the name. Like, no, it was named after ketchup. Now it's named after insurance, I think. Like, it's just what it is. And it could be a messier name. Like, what Staples Center go to like crypto.com? <laughs> yeah, Stadium I don't even Marine. know. And, like, that's yeah. terrible. Like, yeah. this isn't that bad. I mean, as a Steelers fan, I know I don't live in Pittsburgh, but and people call it Heinz for a long time. I know they will. You know, like still, still Heinz to me, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, but like you don't have to throw a fit every like four times a day on Twitter. Like, oh my goodness. I think my favorite thing about it was when I saw the people being like, I hate that the Steelers have sold out and gone corporate. And I'm like, what did you think Heinz was? There. Yeah, that's I was like, what did you think Heinz was? And they were gonna change the name. It was gonna be like Craft Heinz Field or something. Oh, gross! Yes, cheese and ketchup. Ew. Craft um, well, bought Heinz. Like that's right. the, the nature of business. Like, right. <laughs> um, no, like when they changed from. Our, well, now I'm going to ask you because it's Pittsburgh trivia. It used to be Three Rivers, didn't it? Well, they tore that building down. Yeah, so. but that's what I'm saying. Like, if they weren't going to be corporate, they would have just named the new one Three Rivers, too. But they didn't. So, well, they yeah, I don't. I don't. It's hard for me to get to another to instance names. where they named it. this. I guess Bush Stadium. Bush Stadium is like the only thing I can think of off, off hand. And that was still corporate. I was going to say, it's yeah, like that was just Bush bought Bush the naming rights to the stadium. named after the Bushes around the corner. Like, yeah, they just bought the naming rights to the stadium. For right. a certain amount of time, so they had to name the new one that too. No, yeah, Three River Stadium stood there, housed both teams, and then like on either side of that stadium, they built the football field and the baseball park. And right, yeah, I just, um, you know, we were talking about we were talking about that. I was talking about it with Patrick actually uh, from the radio station, and um, during one of our breaks, and thanks, Patrick. I was, uh, <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> the closest thing I could think of was like. I guess I would be a little upset if the Orioles changed Camden Yards. 
and like named it something different. But I would also hope it's happened a lot of places. Yeah, it has. But I would also hope they would maybe do a thing of where it would be, you know, I don't know, Under Armour, Under Armour Stadium at Camden Yards or something like, yeah, something like that. Like I could, you can still leave it there so we can still have the Camden Yards in it. This is something that, you know, you're changing it from a ketchup company to whatever. I don't care. Um, like you said, it's not that. So it's hard for and me. And I'm sure I'll also say Heinz Field. Like this year when yeah. something happens, I'll probably be like, yeah, they're playing at Heinz this week. Like without even The real thinking, question like, is, are they going to go to Hunt's Ketchup in the stadium? <laughs> now you're going to upset some people. <laughs> yeah. Over my dead body. I will say... I don't know if you gave me a blind test if I could tell the difference. Oh, I could. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I've I never had been, Hunt's I'm, ketchup, I'm ketchup that guy. I can remember. So I will just say, like, that's something. Okay, you know what? That's a great fun topic here, too, really quickly. Brand loyalty. I won't buy anything that isn't Heinz ketchup. And I hate the Steelers. Oh. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but I won't Heinz buy ketchup, Heinz mustard. In the very least, you got to buy name brand ketchup because as soon as you get store brand ketchup, like it, there's a big difference. Um, but no, I only buy Heinz. Like, if I'm at a barbecue and Hunts is sitting there, it might go on a hot dog if there's no Heinz available. Mm. But if it's store brand, like I will. Well, whoa, that's offensive. I'll go dry hot dog or find my chili and cheese situation. Like that's offensive I, that you're putting putting ketchup on the hot dog anyway. Um, oh my god! But do you see how big I am? I obviously know how to eat. Not right. Um, <laughs> See where it's got me. Now, so this is like with AT&T mustard stadium for Dallas. If they started like it's been AT&T stadium from the beginning. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like if they change the name, who gives a crap? It's AT&T. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't they matter. sold out when they I'm didn't looking, have Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. I'm looking down these names of football stadiums and I'm I'm yet to get to one that's not based after a company. Lambeau. There we go. One Lambeau. Wow, could you imagine if they did that? Packers fans would really lose it. Paul Brown Stadium for the Cincinnati Bengals. No one else would want to touch that. Like, I mean, that's Cincinnati. That makes sense. Yeah, but as soon as he's not the owner, it's going to get changed. Soldier Field. So I've said, I've said, yeah, but they're building a new stadium and that's not going to be called Soldier Field. So there you go. Like, it's what it is, guys. Like, just deal. Um, Accrisure. It's not it's not the worst thing in the world. It's better. It's than pretty crypto. bad. Um, <laughs> well, stop coming up here and losing. It's um, <laughs> but what do you do? You don't buy Heinz mustard, do you? I don't I don't eat mustard. Wow, that's I don't know. Ask Steve. Ask Steve. The only reason we have mustard in my house is because of Steve Cash. Oh, that's right. I remember that conversation. You ask Steve Cash which mustard he prefers because uh, yeah, so for me, it's Heinz ketchup, but it's not Heinz mustard. He it's, probably brought it himself. It's French's mustard for me. French's yellow mustard. Fair enough. I don't have an opinion on that one. I'm sorry. I, I know it would be name What brand. else are I you brand like, loyal? Uh, that's where I was going with my name brand, though. Peanut butter. You got to have name brand peanut butter. And this okay. whole GIF thing. My wife is a GIF woman. Yeah. Absolutely. To the core, she's a GIF woman. This whole GIF off the shelves because of the salmonella has rocked our world this summer. We, we have yeah. some stuff going on in this house. The peanut butter not being available has really been a problem. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I also, I'm not huge on peanut butter, but when I do have peanut butter, it does have to be chipped. 
We bought Skippy at Figures this week. Mm-hmm. We bought Skippy. I went to Costco where we normally buy oh, our you tried to sneak it I in. bought the Skippy because I was like, it's just not coming. We got to be ready for school starting. Let's go. And of course, the next day, my mother-in-law sees Jeff Jif on the on the shelves again somewhere else. So I'm just happy it's back. I thought I you were going to say you Skippy. tried to take a clean Jif peanut butter container <laughs> and sneak the Skippy in to fool Stephanie. I bet you she would tell. I bet you I would get caught. Maybe that would be I an exciting. That would be I exciting. Try it. You know what? That would be I a fun thing for us right to day. do. Blind taste test some of our brand loyal things. Um, now, well, I see people on the internet do like the Coke and Coke, Coke and Pepsi Coke and Pepsi and stuff. I could I could kill that. I would I have no doubt. My yeah, mind. Coke and Pepsi. Um, and the then, diets I could kill. You know, now, maybe Heinz Diet and Coke Hunts. and Coke Zero. Heinz and Hunts, problem. Peter Pan and Jif or whatever. Um, I grew up on Peter Pan, but I I don't know if I could I don't know if I could do the peanut butter ones. I got used to Jif. But it doesn't even have to be food related. But what else are you brand loyal? Like, I know I know one because we had a conversation. We're a Charmin family. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, that bear's got to be present. Yes, I I am hundred percent with you. The people that were like, oh, generic toilet paper will do during. I was like, no, it won't. I'll go buy a UVA shirt if I have to, like before I start using generic toilet paper. But just kidding, Jeff. I am remembering a college story. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Jeff. But um, yeah, I'm no, it's calling a, a night in college here. <laughs> but I, I just think um, I'm with you on the toilet paper, but also your your hats. You have to wear Nike hats now. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Nike guy. I'm Nike a lot. Yeah. I'm starting to come away from that a little bit on shoes, though. I know. I started wearing the Hey Dude shoes, and I like those. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's when I'm getting old. That's that's how I can tell. Those Hey Dudes are nice. Comfort is becoming a big thing. But I do like my Nikes. Like, and I wear Nike shorts all the time. I prefer a Nike shirt. Like, yeah. I have Nike golf clubs. They don't even make them anymore. Um... What else am I brand loyal to? I really like these Sharpie pins. I think pins is something I can get. I'm not saying like in my entire career or life that I've been like that stuck on Sharpie pins. But like I thought Sharpies were Sharpies and they were markers and permanent. No, like they have these pins. And what I have in my hand is the S-Gel Sharpie. I've had other S-Gels or gel pins. These are awesome. I've been using these for like three years now. They are the best. That's interesting. I like Sharpie writing utensils because, like, then Sharpies for when you need a marker is great, too. So, And the Sharpie highlighters. So, Sharpie, if you're looking for some sponsor opportunities here with the Exports Podcast. There are dozens. Fully, I'm a Windows man. I'm not an – I'm Yeah, not I'm with you on Windows, too. Apple. And that's made – that's kind of my phones, too. I do not want an iPhone. I like, I like my droids. Mm-hmm. Um I have a lot of Samsung TVs in this house. I had a, the first big TV I bought was a Sony, but everyone since it has been a Samsung. That's interesting. For my gaming consoles, I've been Sony. I touched I one Xbox I, in my life, and I didn't like it. An Xbox? Yeah. Yeah. I never owned an Xbox. I had, I've had three PlayStation, the PlayStation yeah. 1, 2, and 3. I haven't so had Sony's. since. Yeah. I was Sega and Nintendo going back. I was always just those kids that had, like, all the systems. Like, you go over their house, and they had, like, the Sega, the Super Nintendo, the Sega Saturn, the Game Gear. I was like, holy crap. Like, I'm still on a Nintendo One here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still playing Paperboy. (laughs) What's Donkey Kong? Who's that little guy with Donkey Kong? What are you doing? 
Yeah, Paperboy was a fun game. Baseball is awesome. I'm playing, I'm playing Sports game. Talk Baseball 91 here. Yeah. <laughs> but that's interesting. Okay. I think that's All a right, great that's a great summer episode for us is to videotape a blind taste test on some of those things. I, the, the drinks I know I could do. I think the I could do Mountain Dew and Mellow Yellow. That's that's one. I think I could. The, do. the only thing I'm like I I if I set up a taste test with the peanut butter for Stephanie, I think okay. I I think if I tried to fill a jar and trick her, I think that you I think would eventually be worried she would catch about on? a divorce. I'd oh. be worried about a divorce. Oh wow! Like I think that's how. Once she found life. out, like once she took a bite of it, she is a GIF woman. What she is, is a GIF this? Woman. This is not high quality GIF. <laughs> you know, like Tyrone Biggums from Chappelle Show, <laughs> the blind guy. Like I feel like the reveal. That's not who like that, that is, but that's or not, not Tyrone Biggums is different. But the, yeah, the I know who yeah. you're talking about. Yes, the guy who felt very strongly in certain ways, and mm-hmm. then he found out his wife didn't align with those ways right i feel like that's the outcome that would come to me with the peanut butter wow (laughs) (laughs) wow that level of hate for anything other than jiff (laughs) i called her and made sure if i could buy the skippy (laughs) and she's like i guess we gotta have something (laughs) i'm surprised she didn't say no we'll just do without that is our sacrifice i used to buy a lot of michelin tires but I went through two sets of Michelin tires super fast on my Tacoma that I'm off of them. They just wore too quickly. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about tires. I'm not brain loyal on tires or cars. I, bought, uh, I, I like my Toyotas. Toyotas and Hondas. I guess I'm in the face of Ford and Chevy there. But Yeah, you're hurting our economy. I hope you're happy. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, what I have here to close this out. I don't have anything. Oh, I'm starting to rewatch Peaky Blinders. So if you never uh, have watched it, you should. It's a great show. I'm about, uh, I'm about, we're finishing up Old Man here. We got one more episode left. What? The Old Man. One episode left of the season. Oh, Leland, no. Don't tell me that. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, there's one, one episode's left. It's building up nicely. Oh. I like it. My heart. But there's a season two coming. I know how you don't always like season twos, but I think I'm going to be excited about this one. Yeah, no, I, I am excited about this one. I don't <laughs> like stories that have obviously been told and they don't know what to do with them anymore. That's what I don't like, Stranger Things. Um, I'm about to – we have a six-month Apple uh, TV thing Trial. that we're going to do, and there's a Chris Pratt military oh. show. And there's another show that Stephanie saw that we're going to watch. On what? The Chris Pratt show? Yeah, on what streaming service? Apple. No, that's on Amazon. Is it on Amazon? Good, then I don't have to get Apple yet. Yeah, I'm watching it. Mm -hmm. The Terminalist. I'm interested. Is it good so far? Terminalist. I've watched the first three episodes, and then I went back to Old Man and catching up on some other shows. Um, Because there's not new episodes of that looming. Um, Yes. To answer your question. Awesome. I've enjoyed it. Cool. I thought it was on Apple. My bad. Nope. That's on well, There's something else on Apple or coming on Apple that we want to see. Oh, the biggest news last week, Bluey, season three coming to Disney+. Oh, Plus. Jesus. That's just going to be huge in my household. 
Bluey is the best kid show that I've known of the last 16 years. My nieces went through kid shows. My kids have gone through kid shows. Bluey is the most enjoyable for an adult. You There's know what? Episode... I was I was gonna argue, thinking not Blue's Clues. No, you're right. Um, I was gonna argue, but no. My point is, then I remembered how old I am, and I'm like, oh, 16 years. Yeah. What are you gonna say? I I don't know. For some reason, in my head, I had knocked 10 years off my life that I was 10 years younger than I actually am. What show were you gonna say? Oh, when I was a kid, I loved watching uh, Dexter's Laboratory. I love uh, watching Courage the Cowardly Dog. That's probably a little bit beyond what Bluey is. Like that's that's probably aiming at a touch higher of an audience. Like I would I wouldn't put those in the same kid category. Okay. Um, Bluey is a little, I watched a little more when I was basic, a kid. but like I watched Scooby Doo so when good. I was a kid. Yeah. Which was that? Sorry, Scooby, the other dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then again, that was made before sixteen years, so. You're not in the market for the kid shows the way I am. I, I understand that point. No, that's fair. But the good thing is about Bluey, like I say this, and I, I, it's not like some crazy statement. Like everybody are, you know, my age, having kids and stuff, like we're all on the same page about Bluey. Like it is good. There's episodes that like are, like one episode just sat there and taught me to like, you know, the, the it's basically about the mom accepting that her dad's getting older and stuff like it has really nothing to do with the kids like there's a kid's lesson in there somewhere but like the whole episode like kind of get teary at the end because it's like the mom loving her aging dad like it's it's just good the show's good it can lace so much in one thing and it's not like we said last week where i said like shrek has like the inappropriate jokes that like someday you'll watch back later and be like uh this is like clean to the core it's so good mm. <laughs> there's one episode where the kids are putting on a play and all of a sudden i think like something pops like something ruins this whole the whole thing like that's going on the whole pretend thing that they're putting on and you can just see the dad grabs the mom's hand like here comes a fit like here comes tears and it was so good it's like i've had that feeling so often like the kids do something all of a sudden something goes wrong and you're just like oh crap here we go <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that uh, your kids will be looking forward to that. Yeah. It's That's funny. Good. It starts like August night, like the first day of school or something, is when it oh, comes back. Wow. So it's like, <laughs> Worst if they would have put this time. thing out a month earlier, my kids would watch nothing but that until they were through with it. But August 9th. Wow. Um, yeah. School's starting quick. So it's high school God. football. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, you got to get through these braves. Yeah, I got to get. I got to finish what I'm doing right now. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see um, when we get ready to talk more MLB. We'll talk Valley Baseball League next week as well. Uh, again, send us. We got we another. We got another three or four weeks of summer episodes. Send yeah, us send ideas, us some stuff. I've got the blind from? taste I, test idea, but that's yeah. obviously going to be hard for I, the podcast. I asked Dan. The man Hanson, as a former guest, you know, hey, what's a topic that you wanted to hear? He said he wants to hear more about SRX racing. And I looked him straight in the face and said, no. <laughs> yeah. Dan, I said, I don't want as the obscure sports fan on this podcast, <laughs> I will tell you that's not happening. SRX <laughs> racing. Like, I think Tony Stewart's still involved. Uh, past that, I got no Good idea. Lord, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> SRX racing makes me laugh. 
<laughs> Jay, what do you want to hear? I, I <laughs> asked that with trepidation in my voice at what the answer is going to be. But I want to know what Jay wants. I'll ask John. Yeah, so give us ideas. We might tell you no, but give us ideas. Give us ideas. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be sports topics. It can be fun topics. Oh. Like, we just had a conversation about brand loyalty. and We had nothing on our sheet about brand loyalty coming in. We this, didn't. So. That was totally, totally off the cuff. And then Leland throws Bluey into the mix for funsies. It was announced this week. It was good. And also, I just want to remind the people at Sharpie, for a pack of pins a month, we will talk about your products nonstop on this podcast. <laughs> there you go. We can have – there is an example of hidden brand loyalty there. Um <laughs> Or throwing out Mountain Dew has kept me energized during this entire podcast. Mountain Dew. <laughs> I miss soda. I've been off soda since uh, <sighs> since June, like June first at nine ten in the morning, and I count every minute. Wow, honestly though, that's kind of a big deal. Off Good soda. for you. Off soda. Yeah. Oof, it's tough. I I'm worried about football season. Yeah, football season would be hard. I'm struggling as is. See, (laughs) yeah, and that's why I don't think I, like, I could probably afford to cut down on it, but I don't think I could cut it out just because of. See, that was my issue. Every year I'd kind of, like, find myself in the middle winter, like, kind of ramping up and, like, okay, I got to calm down. And I'd do it with no problem. And this year, between, like, Super Bowl and March Madness, I was like, okay, I'm going to calm it down. And I couldn't. I, I probably ramped it up. So I was like, all right, I got to do something more. Yeah, drastic. but it's because of, you know, when I'm having adult beverage, it, it gets mixed in. So it's tough, man. I've been drinking more beer because of this. I don't See, and I hate beer. So that's why I can't. I hate beer. So there's a 0% chance of me doing that. But because um, now it's like, man, I'm thirsty and I'm like at my neighbor's and uh, he always had whatever I wanted to drink down there. Now it's like <sighs> only beer down there. And it's like, oh, well, I'm sorry, but good for you. Uh, good luck on your quest. <laughs> I uh, you'll probably notice it in the fall when you're in the booth with me. You'll probably notice. Yeah, when Leland's sitting there, he's getting Please, annoyed. Just have a coke. <laughs> yeah, he's getting annoyed while we're watching a football game. It's gonna go through November, so that playoff run could get could light back up and be nice. So the <laughs> okay, but the goal is this permanent. Like, there's not a time on this, right? No, I'm cutting it out until November. I'm oh. drinking a caffeinated beverage <laughs> in, in November. I'm drinking a, at a soda in November. You're going to be thankful Somewhere for around there. Coca-Cola. I'm lining up with something else, too. But, like, yeah. it, it, at, at the appropriate time in November, I'm going to have a soda. Wow. But I just hope to have less, you know, and not yeah them like I was. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. That being said, Mountain Dew, if you want to be a sponsor. <laughs> I don't have the same health goals as Leland, so um, <laughs> that will do it for us on the Yak Sports Podcast. Make sure you're tuning in. We do talk about local sports usually, but obviously during the summer months, there's not as much of that going on. We'll talk more about the Valley Baseball League and Major League Baseball, and we'll have some more just for fun topics next week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. For Leland, I'm Joe. Thanks for listening to the Yak Sports Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Yak Sports Pod, Facebook Yak Sports Pod, or email us yaksportspod at gmail.com. Subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Have a great week, folks. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County Sports Podcast.